Hello, and welcome to the OmniWin Project podcast. This is a short-ish solo episode where I'm going to introduce myself and the OmniWin Project as a whole. So it's probably not a surprise to you if I say that democracy is having a hard time these days. I actually often like to point out that there's pretty much a global consensus about one thing. Things aren't working. Our democratic systems have become ineffective, and our political culture is increasingly divisive. And that's not just true in the United States. People don't believe that their elected representatives actually represent their voices, because they don't. Our government is not able to make decisions about really important things, and it's definitely not taking advantage of our collective intelligence. We can't figure out how to integrate and learn from our past harms and successes. We're not dealing with the serious issues that we are currently facing, and we're definitely not collaborating to prepare for the massive challenges that we are facing in the future. We have a rivalrous win-lose system. Our paradigms and our ways of thinking about politics kind of ensure that we are going to be consistently in a divisive system, and things seem to be getting worse. We're organizing ourselves into us and them, right and wrong, good and bad. And that's happening politically, geographically, relationally, and it cuts through all of our families and our communities. Essentially, our diversity is not being used as the opportunity that it can be. We are not accessing our collective intelligence. Instead, our differences are proving to be a source of challenge and frustration. And when I say diversity, I mean all kinds of diversity. Diversity of experience, of perspective, of values, of belief, and ideology. So in my opinion, we desperately need to evolve our democracy. We need to develop a political culture that understands and embraces our interconnectedness and that respects our sovereignty. We need a culture and a system that strives to meet everyone's needs. We need to ensure that everyone has a voice in the decisions that affect their lives. We need, in other words, an omni-win political culture. And we need an omni-win democracy. From my perspective, it seems pretty obvious, actually, that we already have the answers to most of the problems we're facing, but for some reason we're not using them, and I find that to be particularly frustrating. So I have decided to dedicate myself to playing a small part in accelerating the healing and evolution of our democratic systems and our political culture so that we can co-create a future that works for everyone. With a hat tip to the brilliant folks over in the Game B community and Daniel Schmachtenberger, I am calling this the Omni Win Project. And I've been working on this all year, or all of last year, or maybe my whole life. But this year, at least, I've been making videos and writing essays, and you can find those over at omniwin.substack.com. But the cornerstone of the Omni Win Project is this podcast. So welcome. Welcome to the OmniWin Project podcast. So who am I actually? And how do I get off saying that I want to commit myself to the immense and arduous project of trying to save our democracy? Uh, It's an important question, actually. And so in this solo episode, I'm going to tell you a bit about myself and how I got here. And then I'm going to lay out some of the thinking behind this project. So my name is Duncan Autry. I'm a mediator, I'm a facilitator, I'm a podcast host, (laughs) I'm a consummate listener, and I call myself a conflict transformation catalyst. I was born in the United States, in Southern California. I grew up in Colorado, 
I lived most of my adult life abroad, and now I live in the Bay Area of California, and I'm going to stay still for a little bit. When I look back, I can tell that I've been thinking about how to achieve world peace all the way since childhood. I know that I was thinking about this when I was in high school. I was thinking about it when I went to college in Switzerland and Washington, D.C. I studied international relations and intercultural communication. I joined the Peace Corps. I went to Paraguay. And there, actually, I learned that mediation is a profession that actually existed. And so I trained on how to be a mediator in Seattle. And as a mediator, I learned that we can resolve almost any conflict if people were just willing to participate in a conversation in good faith. As a conflict case manager, then I was ready to ask, how can we expand this mediation skill to a much wider population? My thinking was, if we can resolve conflicts for two people, then why can't we resolve it for more? And so I learned about dialogue and facilitation and hosting, and I started studying many of the different tools that are available to deal with conflicts of all sizes. And believe it or not, whether it's two or 10 or 100 or 1,000 people, we have the tools to get people into an effective, productive conversation and help them find mutually agreeable solutions or outcomes and ways of moving forward. So then my next question was, What's it going to take for us to get to 100,000 or 100 million or 8 billion people? How can we get them into some sort of coherent conversation and bring forward that collective intelligence? So at the time, I wasn't sure how to do that, and I hadn't seen anyone doing it yet. At some point, I had the breakthrough realization that conflict is a fractal in the sense that it's self-similar at all scales. What that means is that conflict looks pretty much the same, whether it's between two people or two groups or two political parties or two countries. Whatever scale we're looking at, conflict has the same qualities across the board. And so it struck me. If conflict is a fractal, then the ways that we can resolve it must also be a fractal or could also be a fractal. And that was the idea that took me to graduate school. I went to Argentina with a scholarship as a Rotary World Peace Fellow. And there I studied peace, conflict, and security studies. And while I was there, unfortunately, they would not let me use my my master's thesis to create my grand theory of the fractal nature of conflict. But I continued developing that fractal theory of conflict anyway. And while formally I studied mining conflicts, the intersection between multinational corporations, communities, and governments. And after graduating, I carried all this forward and I put myself out into the world and I called myself a freelance conflict transformation catalyst. And I've been doing that work for well over a decade now. I've worked all over the world. I've developed a global network of peace builders and conflict professionals. And in one way, it's been great. But in another way, it's been hard. It turns out that telling people that conflict is fractal and that I had no tools to help people at any scale of any kind of conflict is entertaining for having a conversation at a party, but it's not very good marketing. So at different times, I tried focusing my attention on teams or on communities and organizations, but it never really came together to become a sustainable career path. And eventually, truth is, I got burnt out. I got really frustrated with people coming to me, asking help with their conflicts after things had gone totally out of control. 
And so I started wondering, why don't these people know what it takes to avoid these crises in the first place? So I started longing to go upstream from conflict. I wanted to be someone who could help people recognize that while we can't avoid conflict, it doesn't need to be painful. There are ways to navigate it with relative ease and that conflict can actually be an opportunity for deeper connection and growth. And really, people don't need to be getting into these horrible situations in the first place. So I really was trying to find a way to shift my energy. I wanted to stop picking up the pieces and start helping us learn how to be in relationship together. And all of this came to a head in the year 2020. As the United States deepened into its political crisis, my attention drifted away from trying to land mediation clients, and instead I became ever more focused on what it would take to bridge the divides. I'm trying to figure out how can I get us to recognize that we're all one team? How can I help us realize that we have to work together? Because the honest truth is, we all win or we all lose. And so I found myself obsessing over my five-year running hobby project. It was a podcast called Fractal Friends. And it was a great podcast and then leveraged my network. And in 2020, I brought in guests who I thought could help us navigate this transition to a better form of democracy. But the thing is, is not many people were actually listening to Fractal Friends. And it was really heartbreaking for me to be putting so much energy as a hobby for fun, into something that I knew few people even were listening to. And so in 2021, I did a hard reset in my personal and professional journey. I stopped taking on new clients and I asked myself the question, what is the intersection point of my passion, my profession, and my purpose? I'm passionate about transforming conflict. I care deeply about the state of my country. I love podcasting, and I love drawing out people's wisdom. In regards to purpose, I've long considered my life purpose to be someone who can make conflict exciting. I want to show people that conflict gives us a direct line into one another's hearts, and therefore is an opportunity for us to learn about each other and connect more deeply. I want people to know that conflict is a natural product of being a diverse collection of humans and that that is actually something to celebrate. I want people to know that we have the tools to turn our diversity and our divisions into our greatest gift, collective intelligence. I want people to know that we have a choice. It is up to each of us if we want to make our conflicts painful or generative. Essentially, I'm passionate about helping people know that we don't need to have these crappy conversations all the time. We can do this better. And that is how I came to create the Omni Win Project. In this, I think that I've found the intersection of what I love, what I'm good at, what the world needs, and hopefully it's something I might figure out how to eventually get paid for. <laughs> In this project, I trust that I have found something that will be exciting for me to do long in the future. And so here we are. Welcome to the OmniWin Project. As I said at the top, the goal here is to facilitate the healing and evolution of our democratic systems and political culture so that we can co-create a world that works for everyone. I'm going to kind of wrap us up here by sharing what is my thinking and my approach to this project. So I'll start with my observation. My observation is, is that people do agree that things aren't working. My other observation is that it seems to me that we have all the things we need. 
There are people who are coming up with the philosophical frameworks. There are people who have the skill sets that we need. They have the processes that we need. There are people who are figuring out how to change our political system. And there are people who are helping with the profound emotional individual growth that it takes for us to be able to navigate all of this. What's more, people are actually paying attention to the problems in our democracy right now. And it seems like they want change. And I also observe that we are facing the pressure of ecological and social catastrophe if we don't do something now. And my final observation is we don't seem to be actually making any substantial changes. It feels like we are rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic as it sinks to the bottom of the ocean. We are continuing to just keep on trying to tweak the system instead of really thinking about something new. So my question is, what gives here? Why are we not using the tools that we have to fix our problems? So I have a few hypotheses about this. First hypothesis, people don't know that all the tools already exist that can help us build the future we want to live in. My second hypothesis, people do know that tools exist, but they don't believe that they can actually work. The third hypothesis is, is that Maybe people are just stuck in the status quo. Maybe they're blinded by a bunch of cognitive biases that we all have, and that people are stuck in doing what they know how to do or want to stick with doing what everyone else is doing. It also occurs to me that maybe all of these amazing people and organizations that have the answers to our problems don't realize that the other ones are out there. Maybe the people who want to make a better future don't see themselves as being part of a bigger movement. Or maybe they just don't have enough chances to talk to each other. So this project is actually an experiment. It's a learning journey that we're going to be embarking on. And the question I'm bringing now in this experiment is if people knew that we had the solutions and we could lay them out in a clear way, will people actually be willing to make the changes that we need to make. So that brings me to the strategy of the OmniWin project. One, I want to raise awareness. Two, I'm going to share some of the skills that are out there. Three, I'm going to start putting all these different people and elements into conversation. And then I want to see what happens. The first season of this podcast is about raising awareness. I want to make sure the world knows about the existence of all the tools and clever ideas that exist that can help us fix our democratic systems and political culture. To that end, I'm interviewing people from all these different fields, and I'm giving them an opportunity to amplify their message, share their brilliance with a wider audience, and that's you. And I'm also going to be asking them about the gifts that they have to offer in service of an OmniWin future. And I'm asking about the challenges they're facing in doing that. I'm going to be talking to them about what it's concretely going to take for us to actually make the changes we need to make to co-create our future. And that's not just the end of it. As this project moves forward, the OmniWin project will evolve. In the future, I am aiming to put these people into conversation with each other. I'm going to help them learn from one another. And I'm also going to share those conversations with you. In the not-too-distant future, I'm going to be organizing trainings and workshops that can help us develop the skills that will help us co-create our future. Some of those I'm going to do by myself, and some of them I'm going to be inviting the podcast guests to bring in their own training and teachings that they can share with all of us. 
I'm also going to make sure that there are going to be opportunities to engage in question and answer sessions with the guests. And I'm building a resource library on my website where you can explore all of these ideas, people, and organizations. And I'm also going to be looking into a great platform where we can actually build our online community and start connecting with each other. What's more, and this is an important part of the strategy, I'm making sure that the OmniWin project content is multimedia. That means that there are pretty much always three ways you can engage with any of the content. You can read, you can watch, or you can listen. If you want to read the content, go to Substack. That's at omniwin.substack.com. That'll give you emails on a pretty regular basis with all the information in a written form. If you like watching your content, go to YouTube. The OmniWin Project is on YouTube. And if you actually prefer listening like I do, then subscribe to the podcast. It's on all the different channels, and I'll be putting out episodes more or less once a week. If you want to get involved with this project, or if you know someone that I need to have as a guest, come on, reach out to me. There's contact form in the website, and you can email the project too. And you can do that at hello at omni-win.com. Whatever media you choose, whatever works for you, there is a ton of great stuff on the way. There's already a ton of great stuff. And if you haven't heard it already, check out the first episode of the podcast with my friend, colleague, and mentor, Ken Cloak. It's actually a really great introduction onto how I think and how those of us in the field of conflict resolution are thinking about these issues. I want to say that I'm deeply grateful for you for joining me on this journey. And that brings me to actually the final reason that I feel qualified to be taking on this project. I know that it's not about me. Co-creating the future of democracy is not something I can do alone. By definition, this project and democracy is something that we must do together. Co-creating our future actually is a project that we get to do together. Or better said, it's something that we're doing together right now. We stand on the shoulders of so many wise people that came before. But now it's up to all of us, you and me, to build the future that we want to live in. So, while the future is perilous, I trust that change is possible because I know that I am not alone. On that note, you may have noticed that I didn't tell you much about the amazing tools and individuals I'm going to be featuring here. Who are these other folks? Why do I think that these people are ready to make a new future possible? Why am I able to have any optimism about this at all? Well, I'm going to save that for another conversation. For now, I'll say that I'm organizing all the different ways of making change into four strategic themes. One, we need collaborative communication tools. Two, we need citizen-centered, participatory, deliberative democracy. Three, we need a culture that understands and embraces our inherent interconnectedness. And four, we're going to need to grow our individual capacity to be able to truly want the best for others and for ourselves. If you want to learn more about this and some of the different strategic themes, there's a ton of information at the omniwinproject.com. There is an about page where you can read about some of these things. And for the episode page that goes with this episode, I've actually made a timeline of videos and essays that are a pretty good representation of how my thinking of this has developed over the years. 
however you want to engage, stay tuned. Just subscribe to the podcast right now or go to omniwin.substack.com to find all the content and subscribe there. In this podcast, you're going to hear me close out the episodes by saying we all have a role to play in the whole. And that is also how I closed out the episodes of Fractal Friends. But most people don't know that that is just a small line from the chorus of a song that I wrote, the only song that I've ever written. So here is the full quote. Diversity. It's just you and me. We all seek the light and strive to do right in our complexity, which helps us to see that we all have a role to play in the whole. And I know, yes, I know, that there are many ways to know. And so I'll search and I'll seek for other ways to see. Thank you. And welcome to the OmniWin Project podcast. I am so glad you are here. Have a great day.